to reveal your purposes, your plans, that we may prepare and align ourselves to your ways. Precious Spirit, pour light for kingdom upon the heart of our minds. Let there be transformation that takes place in the lives of your people. That signs, wonders, mighty demonstrations of the Spirit follow suit. When you asked us to host this camp meeting, you said, teach and I'll do the rest. So do the rest. Do the rest in the lives of your people. For we have gathered to sit at your feet and to hear the word of life. We thank you. We bless you. Uh, good evening, beloved. Day five of our Glowing in the Word camp meeting. And we have made inroads into the things of the Spirit. And I believe Tonight will be an even more glorious night. And I believe the Spirit of God will meet us this night. We discussed several things yesterday about the importance of the ministry gifts and how essential in the strategy of God for delivering the people of God into their inheritance. The Spirit is the one who is responsible for making the things of God real to us. And that is why we must always acknowledge his ministry and his work in the midst of the church. So tonight, 
I'm going to try <laughs> to at least get somewhere uh, closer to what I want to discuss. For the last uh, sessions, three sessions we've had, I have not yet gotten into what I want to discuss. But I believe by the help of the Spirit, we'd be able to get closer to the things that we really want to do in this camp meeting. Second, Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1. We should be starting in Ephesians, but I feel impressed to begin here today, tonight. So let's read. Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or do we need, as some others, epistles of con commendation to you? Please lower my monitor a little bit. Let's take it up a little bit. Thank you. Perfect. Yes. Or letters. Of commendation from you. You are our epistles written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God. On tablets of stone, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. And we have such trust through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient ministers. Of the new covenant. God, who also made us sufficient ministers of the new covenant, sufficient ministers of the new covenant. Paul says, referring to the ministers, he says, Him and those who are colleagues in the work of the Lord. He, he says, they were the epistles of Christ written by the Spirit of God on the heart of flesh. And that God had bestowed on them through the apostleship a ministry to minister the new 
So he said that sufficiency comes from God to be ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter. So Paul says, we are not ministers of the letter. I don't know if I should escape him from that. He says, we are ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the spirit, listen to what he says. He says, the sufficiency, the ability that comes from God has been given us to become ministers of the new covenant, Number one. Number two, ministers of the spirit. So one of the identifying marks upon a ministry gift is its ability to minister the spirit. Not the letter. Because he says the letter kills. He says a man, a woman who professes to be a servant of God a minister of God, if he is to be a sufficient or an efficient minister, he must be first a minister of the spirit and not of the letter. So you can preach the Bible and kill God's people. I need to calm down. <laughs> so he says, ministering the letter kills. So we have many ministries, God forbid, that are in our world, in the church world. Where many of God's people every day go to get killed. With every sermon, with every preaching, they are killed. Because the ministers minister the letter, not the spirit. Because he says... It is the spirit that gives life. So he says, the sufficiency given us by the spirit of God has empowered and enabled us to minister the new covenant. What is the new covenant? Because if there's a new covenant, there must be an old covenant. And Paul begins to make comparisons between this new covenant, which we are made ministers of, and this old covenant. So a true minister of God must be able to minister the new covenant to God's people. And remember, the new covenant is on the platform of based on the platform of better promises because Jesus is the surety of the new covenant. So by that fact, Jesus makes the new covenant greater than the old covenant. And the presence of the new covenant makes the old covenant obsolete, irrespective of the glory that it seemingly had. So 
Apostle Paul says, by the sufficiency of God, we are made ministers of the new covenant and of the Spirit. So the Spirit of God can be ministered. He can be ministered. And this is the same operation of the life-giving spirit that Jesus has made us to be. If we read 1 Corinthians chapter... No, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Let's stay within our line for now. Verse 6. Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, and not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills... But the Spirit gives life. So there is only one ministry that gives life. It is the ministry of the Spirit. Not the ministry of the letter. So God is more concerned that the Spirit is ministered to His people. That the new covenant is ministered to His people than the letter. Let's, let's look at something. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, Paul calls the ministry that was enacted on the platform of the old covenant, the ministry of death. And he said, if that ministry was glorious, and Moses is the image of that ministry, is the image of that covenant. Jesus is the image of the new covenant. And the Bible says, Jesus was not a servant who was faithful. He was a son in his house, whose house we are if we continue in the faith. Moses was a servant who was faithful. So, he tells us that the old covenant was for servants, not for sons. It is the new covenant that is delegated through Jesus Christ for sons. Sons in the house. So, the new covenant brings us into a sonship in the house. An authority and a position greater than that which Moses had. It is one of the reasons why Jesus said that out of all the men born of women, John the Baptist was greatest. But even the least in the kingdom is greater than John. That means the least in the kingdom is greater than all born of a woman. The least in the kingdom has a stature greater than the greatest, John. Because they are in the kingdom. They have been given the rights to become beneficiaries of the new covenant. So they become greater in stature, in position before God than even the greatest, John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is who you equate Moses, Elijah, and the rest. And when it comes to us, even the least is greater than the greatest. 
because he is in the kingdom. John came through the ministry of death. He introduced the, the ministry that was to come, but he was operative under the ministry of death. So there are prophets in the Old Testament, and Moses and the rest fall under that category. But there are prophets in the New Testament. But that these, the, these are given a dimension of ministry that Moses did not have. The ability to impart the spirit, the ability to impart life. So everywhere these, these ministries are, life should be present. We don't minister the letter. We minister the spirit. Moses ministered the letter and the people died. That's why it was a ministry of death. So he says, if this ministry was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. The glory of the ministry of the old covenant was a glory passing away. It was not permanent glory. That's why Moses himself didn't last. So the Spirit of God is saying to us, when we look on the, at the account of Moses and the shining of his face, ordinarily because of its spectacular uh, 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 encounter, we, we'd be, wow, that's glorious. That's because we don't see it. But he said, in light of the ministry of the Spirit, that thing was nothing. Okay, we'll read it. He says, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. Because the veil is taken away in Christ. You heard that? You heard that? Now, let me go back to verse 8. If the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be much more glorious? How is it possible that if the ministry of death had glory, the ministry of the Spirit will not have glory? So he is saying, the body of Christ, the ministry gifts given to the body of Christ by Jesus Christ, should demonstrate and express a greater glory than the glory that Moses demonstrated. Because Moses operated under a ministry of death, operated under the old covenant, the mystery which was temporary. 
And he says, we who have been given the ministry of the Spirit should by default, by default, operate greater glory. So how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? So the, the minister of the Spirit, the, the one who is ministering the Spirit, and Paul says we, in reference to them in the capacity of an, of an apostle or prophet or whatever ministry capacity that have been given by Jesus Christ. He says, if I come ministering in the Spirit, in the ministry of the Spirit, he says, you should not be able or you should not even reference Moses because of what would be happening right there. God has a standard. There are standards, brothers and sisters, in the kingdom of God. And these are the standards where we must attain to. We must attain to these standards. For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, notice it had glory. He said, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in all. I understand why the Spirit of God wanted me to start here. Because here we can see what is going on today in the body of Christ? We are able to diagnose the condition of the body of Christ, the state of the pulpits in the body of Christ. And from what we read, we are able to deduce that many are still trying to live the New Testament life with Old Testament precepts. They are trying to carry out the ministry of the new covenant, the ministry of the spirit, by observing Old Testament standards. So he says, the ministry of condemnation has glory. It had some results. But he says, the ministry of righteousness must exceed much more in glory. And this is not the glory of buildings. This is not the glory of buildings. The glory of God. So, the ministry gifts are responsible for creating the platform, the environment for the glory of God to be displayed to the world. Let's continue reading. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect. So when we take what has been given to us now in Christ, 
what they had then, he says, it was not glory. It was not glory. Because of the glory that excels. Look at Elijah. Took off his mantle. Hit the river. It parted asunder. He said, in respect of the ministry, this means that there is much that is to be uncovered in the ministry of the Spirit in our age, in our generation. What we, we need to understand is this. Jesus was given the spirit without measure not because he was the son of God but because he spake the word of God because the Bible says he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God the rhema of God and God giveth him the spirit without measure so the limitless spirit the immeasurability of the spirit comes on Jesus because he speaketh the words of God, not because he is the son of God. It's because he is the sent man of God and he speaks God's word. And on that account, the spirit is given without measure. So this means that the key, the secret into entering into the dimension of the power of the spirit that this generation has not known is speaking the word of God. And this also tells us that what is going on in the body of Christ now is not really the word of God because we see the spirit limited. We see the spirit of God in measure. We don't see the glory. We don't see the power of the spirit in his fullness because the word is not preached on the pulpit, on the altars in our churches. Opinions are being preached. So we are unable to access the glory that excels because we are busy preaching opinions, busy trying to teach uh, dogma, church dogma. Stick to the word. This is what gave Jesus the immeasurable spirit, the unlimited spirit. He spoke God's word. And this is how even Joshua could access a dimension of authority where he could stop the sun and the moon because he was a man whom God educated in the speaking of his word. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate, hagar, talk it, matter it day and night. That's how Joshua entered a dimension of power that Moses did not see. He stopped the sun. In the activities of the spirit, the speaking of God's word is greater than prayer. He did not say he whom God has sent prayeth much. 
He said, who, he whom God has sent, speaketh the words of God, not prayeth much. So access into the unlimitedness of the spirit is speaking the words, the rhemas of God. On the first day I told you man was designed to live by the spoken word of God, by what God says. And he said there is a glory available for us today. There is a glory. There is a glory beyond what was experienced under the old covenant. It's the glory that excels. For if what was temporary was glorious, what is permanent is much more glorious. are we doing, body of Christ? Why is the world not respecting us? The Bible says great fear fell upon the people and they respected them. Because of what God was doing through the hands of the apostles. It says through great grace and great power, they bore witness of the resurrection of Jesus and fear fell upon the outsiders. The church was respected. Because there was a display of glory. And one of the secrets into the glory of God is the fear of the Lord. So the absence of greater glory, the absence of the glory that excels, the absence of adequate ministry in the spirit is the lack of reverence, is the lack of fear of the Lord that's missing in the body of Christ. How could Herod stop Jesus? Yet we who profess to have the same spirit, that same spirit that operated through our Lord Jesus Christ, they buckle down at the voice of the Lord. This generation is bewitched. Is bewitched. You know, many people think what what uh, what great Elijah would hear was the message that Jezebel sent, but it wasn't the message; it was what Jezebel projected. Because if you read that account, the Bible says when Elijah saw, he, he ran away. What did he see? That means there was something Jezebel projected to Elijah that caused him to fear. It was witchcraft. The strength of the spirit of Jezebel is not in seduction. It's witchcraft. And witchcraft becomes possible when we deviate from the tenets of the gospel. Paul says, who have bewitched you to believe another gospel? 
But I believe there's a generation who desires greater manifestation and expression of the Spirit than what we have seen. I've been a student of church history. I have studied revival. But what I have seen, what I have read, was not enough to suffice my heart. Because the things I read were seemingly trumped by the ministry of the old covenant. Where are the sun stoppers? Where are the moon stoppers? Where are the sea putters? God promised that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. And let's see. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 16. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit, not if the spirit is there. He says, where the spirit. That means there are exact locations where the spirit is localized. Where the spirit of the Lord is. So if, or there are places where men have done enough for the spirit to localize himself. And he says in those places, the identifying or the indicator of the Spirit's presence, he says, is liberty. He says anybody who comes in their shekel, says all of a sudden they are liberated. In other words, the preacher don't even need to say anything. By just availing yourself in that territory, in that environment, he says, you, may, you can be liberated. The word liberty there refers to an emancipation from bondage. It implies one who has entered or has been under bondage. There is a ministry. When Paul, I mean, when, when Peter was set to be killed, after John was killed, <laughs> James was killed, the Bible says that Herod placed him in a prison cell, and he put four squadrons, 16 prisoners, I mean uh, uh, guards, around the prison to guard Peter. And you would think that because of what was going to happen tomorrow, Peter would lose his sleep. The Bible tells us that when the angel found Peter, he didn't find him praying. He found him sleeping. He didn't find him reading his Bible. He didn't find him empty and uh, 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 uncomfortable and, and, and tense and anxious. He found him sleeping. The Bible says the angel tapped him and he said, wake up. As he woke up, the shekels that bound him, the Bible says they fell of their own accord where the spirit of the Lord is. 
there is liberty. And the angel says, follow me. And Peter did not know. He thought it was a dream. He thought it was a vision. He did not know that this thing was real. The angel did not open any door. The, open, the angel did not open any gate. Whenever he reached, it was what happens when you enter a mall. The doors open of their own accord. Yet they were locked. The doors were locked. The doors, the gate, the prison gate was locked. Through three gates, they opened of their own accord. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where he is. If you are a minister of God and you are listening to me, with all due respect, I ask you, is the spirit localized on your altar? If you are a child of God and you, you go to a particular denomination or a church, ask yourself, how long am I in the church and why am I still carrying the same bondages I entered with? Because if the spirit is there, where the spirit of the Lord is, he did not say where preaching goes on. He says where the spirit of the Lord is, he says there is freedom. So you go in there with sin. Bound by sin. Bound by addiction. He says you find yourself where the spirit is. He says, one of the things that must happen in your life, if the spirit is there, he says, if the bondage of sin, the clutches of sin would lose its grip on you. If you get in there, impoverished, bound by poverty, he says, you should be emancipated. But there are some people who go into churches and they, they become more broke than they were before they entered those churches. They become more sick, more miserable. No, that's not the ministry of the Spirit. The Spirit's presence, where He is, He says, liberty is present. Verses, when He led captivity captive, He gave gifts to men. That means, on the account of Him leading captivity captive, He gave gifts. That means those whom the gifts were given to should have the same ability to lead captivity captive, to lead the captives out of their captivity. That is the power given a ministry gift. It is supernatural in nature. It does not operate on the platform of intelligence. The spirit realm knows one thing, power. That's the only language the spirit realm understands. It responds to power. That's why Jesus said you receive power when the spirit comes. Because he knows that the, the, the keys to controlling the spirit dimensions over the people of God is power. You can holler all you want, but without power, without power, forget it. Forgive me, the lights are burning here. 
Glory to God. You see that? And it says that liberty, that liberty is transformative. I think we can get into Ephesians. I think, I think, I think we can get into Ephesians chapter 4. I think you, you are ready now. We can get into Ephesians chapter 4. You don't need to sound deep. You just need to know how to route power into God's people's lives. Because no matter how deep you can sound, if you can't route power, you are weak. There are men who by the standard of the world are not intelligent, but they can move heaven. Ephesians 4. Let's study these two. Let's study these two. Oh, someone is being delivered tonight. Oh, oh, oh glory. Deliverance has come into someone's home tonight. Woo! Glory. Glory, glory, glory. That drunk husband is being delivered. The power of the Spirit of God is arresting him right now. My God, my God, the wayward daughter is coming back home in the name of Jesus. Deliverance, freedom has come. My God. Oh, If the glory, if the presence of the Spirit is so strong in day five. How will be his glory in day 30, in day 40? God only knows. We speak the word, we release the sword. A sword is going forth right now as I speak to you. And it is cutting those mountains, turning them into chaff, turning them into small hills. It is cutting diseases right now in the name of Jesus Christ. As I speak, the sword of the Spirit is going into every area of your life. There is a divine operation taking place right now. Ooh, I did not plan that. My God. Who are you, O great mountain? For thou shalt become a plain before my servant. Oh, you are coming out of this conference with shouts. You are coming out of this conference with shout. God is giving you something to sing about, something to shout about, something to laugh about. Yes, your time has come, beloved brother. We minister the spirit. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I command you to prosper. In the name of Jesus. The God 
who commanded the light to shine out of darkness is speaking to you right now through his vessel. And we command that darkness in your life to turn into light in Jesus' mighty name. Go and prosper. Let your wilderness become a fruitful field. Let your fruitful field become a forest. We divorce you from every form of poverty. I divorce you right now in the name of Jesus. God didn't put you together with poverty. So we have the power to cut you asunder from that union. Oh, Jeremiah said his word was shut up in my bones like fire. I'm burning with rhema, child of God. For you, I'm burning with rhema. Burning with rhema. My God, my God. Your days of joy are upon you. Likina sona parate. The Lord will accomplish his desires over your life in the name of Jesus. They told them and beat them up and told them to speak no more of this name. They feared this name. They feared this name. And as long as I'm on the airways, Jesus will be glorified. Jesus will be glorified. Because they could not deny the miracles. They were notable. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess. It doesn't matter whether in heaven or on earth. Or under the earth. That Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, something is happening right now. Something is taking place in the spirit. Oh my God. You see, when you when a man speaks the word, the true word of God, it does not take time to stir the spirit. My God, the spirit is stirred. I see someone delivered right now from ancestral spirits. You are delivered from ancestral spirits. These things have been following you from your maternal side. The Spirit of God says, I cut asunder. I severe that tie. In the name of Jesus. Be free right now. Be delivered right now. In the name of Jesus. Those dreams will not return no more to you. You are free. In the name of Jesus.
the Spirit of God is showing a man, your eye has been letting out pass for some time now. I rebuke that devil. Go from him right now in Jesus' name. As you watch me, the power of God reaches you. You are healed. You are healed right there. You are healed. Receive healing for your fibroids. They're dissolving right now in the name of Jesus. That woman receive. Receive healing for your fibroids. Yes, yes, that's the power of God. That's the power of the Spirit of God that's reaching you right there. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. There's someone you've been hemorrhaging for a time. Yeah, touch. Receive healing right now. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be made whole. The leakage stops. Cyril Ramaphosa will not last. He will not last. The Spirit of God says he will fade. For yea, I am loosening and removing the power of his seed. And from underneath him he will fall. Circumstances are being engineered right now in the Spirit. Oh, South Africa, pray. Pray for your nation. For there will come a time where there will be three presidents in one year. But the Spirit of God says, pray my will prevails over this nation. For Satan has had his clutches for over it for a long time. For South Africa, this is the year of the cleanup. This is the year of the cleanup, the Spirit of God is saying. A clean out is taking place right now. Right from the top, right from the top, you will see a clean out, says the Spirit of God. For I am purging, I am purging, I am purging the nation, says the Spirit of God. They said they wanted to reset, but I say unto them, I will reset them. The Lord is showing me a funeral in the United States. A funeral of a high political figure. Is it a president? Well, soon, it shall all be revealed. 
And the Spirit of God is showing me a man and a woman climbing stairs. And it seems like the woman is the head of a man. And she's on her way to be enthroned. But the Spirit of God is saying, I will put my wind in this man. And without her knowing and without them realizing, in a moment of time, I will flip and turn the tables, says the Spirit of God. And I will put things in the right place, says the Lord. For the timing, for the things, are, yes, for the things that are happening and they are pushing to happen should not take place now, says the Spirit of God. And I will not allow it because there are some of my faithful servants and children around the world that have been praying and asking me to intervene and the spirit of God is saying I am intervening right now I am stepping in says the spirit of God and you will begin to see it Mano Shapai, I'm the God who burned in the bush. I am the God. I'm the God who sent Moses to Pharaoh. And I'm telling you now, says the Spirit of God, that it's going to happen. What these rulers, what these wicked rulers have schemed, it will not prosper. It will not prosper. I have put an end to this vaccination program, says the Spirit of God. Their words are empty. There's no power for remove the power says the spirit of God let's see what they will do without power all power issues forth from me for it has been said and I declare it that all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth and I say and now I give my servants my faithful servants more power greater power yes even to command the winds and to change the political environment and atmosphere and there will be a climate change in the political arena of this world there will be a climate change Yes, says the Spirit of God. The dragon is trying to come out of its dungeon, but I will not allow you at this time, says the Spirit of God. Your time is 2025, not 2022, and I will not allow you right now, says the Spirit of God. The bear is trying to come out of the woods, but the Spirit of God is saying, no, 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 no. Stay right there, says the Spirit of The Lord says, as nations declare, as nation defaults, as nation come under economic fire, the Spirit of God says, fear not, I will lift you. Fear not. Yes, I am the God who opened the heavens and fed my people with manna, angels' food. I will feed you, says the Spirit of God, just like I fed Elijah. The drought that I'm declaring, the cloud that is coming upon the nation of the world, it is not, oh God, for to harm you, it is not, yes, says the Spirit of God, yes, to destroy you, says the Spirit of God. It is there to teach you, to learn, how to live by my spirit, how to live by faith in my word. And the Spirit of God says, those who will live 
by faith, entrusting their livelihoods themselves unto me, says the Spirit will begin to experience and are going to experience a great manifestation of the provision systems of God. Yes, the Spirit of God is saying, the time, the angels are ready. It is now, says the Lord, and I am opening the windows, I am opening the gates, I am opening the doors, says the Spirit of God, and there is much treasure, says the Lord, to be inherited. There is much treasure to be enjoyed, and I'm opening up those treasuries, says the Lord. I'm releasing it, says the Lord, unto the faithful, unto the faithful, faith strong one, says the Lord. Yes, I release the grace to prosper. The wisdom for wealth. I impart to you the spirit, says the Lord, of revelation and insight into the treasuries, into the systems of my provision. gather harvest into your barns. You will gather harvest into your barns. As Biden dies, the trumpet shall blow again. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I come the Brazuca, the branch I flahad. Whistleblower will arise. One who is respected in their field. And the canister will be blown open. The Lord says, I will bring all their secrets to light. Then even the least educated will know and understand. Hallelujah. Oh, just lift up your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ah, Likon, Jala 
Your counsel stands, O God. Your counsel stands, O God. Your counsel stands, O God. Vari moshale le mantak la bronje le zitra ata sega la brato zele kivra samando jebredila kranzevra sasha krone mele degano si vele seila troto nono no kotra pita kaitra patabataya. Oh, your counsel stands, dear Father. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I don't know what to do after the spirit has hijacked and taken over a meeting. Because this was totally unplanned. teach after you've been in the spirit. <laughs> you just can't. Even if you tried, you can't. In a moment of time, you just saw it. Unexpected. This is what happens, and this is how it happens all the time. I'm in my room, in my study, and I'm reading, I'm meditating, and then he comes. Always unexpected. And today he chose to do it live. This is how the secrets of the Lord come to me. And sometimes it's even difficult to process and say in the moment what I am seeing, what I'm being shown. Because there's so much activity taking place. says I'm creating space and room for a new breed in the remnant I don't know if the spirit will permit me to say what it will show you But I don't think that I can say it now because I don't have the liberty.
what I can see is this year will be key. And it would seem like it is filled with many low moments. But the Lord says, there is going to be a high moment for the body of Christ this year. A very high moment. your parable in church your goal is to eliminate your opponent by defeating and removing from the ball strategic pieces certain strategic pieces are going to be removed one of them now in March Let me not say further now. I'll speak more on this when I have more liberty because I don't want to, you know, try and maneuver and find ways to say what I should not be saying at this time. But let he that hears me hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to the churches. You heard the Spirit. You have received means we're going to have to postpone what we want to share and what we really intended to share today to part four. I'm going to have to let you go now. Because honestly, I don't know what else to do. Let's 
something on the horizon, something greater than what we've realized, something greater than what we've seen before experienced. It is on the horizon. Now this glory will seek a new magnetic. Speak for vessels that are emptied of themselves. Every time 